At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The Emperor has been expecting you. Welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. Hey there, Star Wars fans. Welcome back to Hyperspace Hangout. As you know, we took a little bit of like a well, we were just busy with some with some other stuff going on, right? But, you know, and we also had like the post Kenobi. We're in a little bit of a Star Wars lull right now, and right. honestly, the past like week or so, a lot happened. Uh, a lot, so it's time to dive back in. Yeah, a lot, a lot happened. You, the thing is, it's actually nice to have this kind of lull because we're about to hit a phase where um, Andor's coming out what the very end of August, and then September at the end of September, you're going to have Bad Batch. Uh, probably roll right into the Mandalorian season three at some point. Uh, we've got, I don't know if, I, if this is true or not. It says Tales of the Jedi is 2022. That's what, yes. so when, <laughs> you know, like, like right. that's a crazy, you, you throw that into the equation and now we've got like a lot, and I, I get that's something they can kind of do animated behind the scenes or whatever, but some cool stuff and cool storylines. We're going to be talking about that later on. But there is literally so much. So I actually am kind of glad we had that little bit of a lull. Uh, we've built back up a lot of different topics here, and we're about to go into, you know, we're going to have like our weekly discussion on Andor, Bad Batch. We're going to have those watch parties back again, uh, hanging out with folks and, and all those things, which will be great. And speaking of all that, I just want to say congrats to us. 
<laughs> for yes, over man. 30k you know i mean we don't Crazy. say it very often it it's wild and thanks to everybody who has subscribed and it's just been a lot of fun we got a lot more content coming for you uh like we said just kind of had like a, a week or so we've just been kind of tuning it down a notch but i did want to say just throw out any any topics if there's stuff in legends that you guys want if there's stuff um i just told matt i'm gonna hit up del rey and say i need to copy of that book early I'm yeah. sorry, but I do. I need books early so that way I can get ahead because by the time you pick it up the day or two later, I've already read like two to three spoilers on it. And I'm like, all right, you know, because that's what we do. That's just how we keep up on Star Wars content. And uh, so, yeah, we're looking forward to all that kind of stuff. But leave us comments, you know, things that you like, things you want us to cover. I, I have gotten uh, a few emails about bringing back the Rebel rewatch with Lottie. And I sure as heck yes. will as soon as we get some time. I was just telling Matt, you're like, about to you're about to start school. So I, yeah, I was like, I gotta like let's let's just kind of tamper down here a little bit. Those will come out sort of what's nice about YouTube is you put them in a playlist and you can just kind of roll through this. So if you're listening on a podcast and you feel like they get buried somewhere, that's sort of the problem is that every week Matt and I have to we're we're churning out and or reviews, breakdowns, reactions. So uh they kind of get all over the place. But if you want those, you can find them on the playlist over on um, Hyperspace Hangout on the YouTube channel. Just click roll through, have fun with that. She's having fun with it, but again, we're both about to start up uh, a new job and so have some things yeah. going on, but I love it. I'm down to do it, and Matt loves Rebels, and we'll have him on for those too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, there's definitely some, e some episodes in Rebels and Matt Beyond. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, yeah. how it's going to be, especially, you know, like the season, like season two, the ending of, of season two is like so good. Um, that's great and so yeah definitely have to do that real quick though i did want to uh, talk about you know we're talking about all the things that are coming up here um and this wasn't necessarily one of the topics we had listed but it just sort of popped in my head and it is going to tie into some things we're going to talk about later um you know the schedule later of this of star wars this year are we at all worried that with all of the all of the things that are coming out that is it possible we might get two Star Wars things happening at once? And could mm -hmm. that bury right. one of those shows? Right. Yeah. Because I guess you're going to have that because Andor is longer than we thought, actually. Right. I mean, it's just a longer yeah. season than we thought. And it is going to overlap with Bad Batch, I believe. And then the other thing sneaking in Tales of the Jedi. I don't know if they're just going to drop all of that and say, hey, it's all there. Or are they going to do like mm -hmm. how many episodes? We don't. That's a big question mark. And then, as you say, well, no really news. I don't know what the rumor is on season three of, of The Mandalorian, but we're, it's either late, late this year or it's I think it's going to be early. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be like January, like first January. first week of January, because the other that one's thing is you have, right. You have to look at the Marvel projects, too. True. Um, you know, one of the things I just finished, uh, we talked about this over on our on our Matt Nez podcast. I just finished Miss Marvel and I was like, man, I really liked this. I liked it way more than I thought I was, but it got put on the back burner. Yeah. Because not only did it come out against, you know, a handful of shows on other platforms, like even similar stuff too, like the boys and umbrella Academy. So you have like just, there's three superhero things going on, you know, at yeah. the same time, yeah. not including stranger things and um, Kenobi on its own platform. Yeah. So, you know, Andor is going to be coming out at a rough time competing against House of the Dragon and Lord of the Rings, as well right. as She-Hulk, which actually yeah. was another one where I was like, this looks dumb. And then I've seen some more trailers. And I'm like, well, I don't know. OK, maybe I might end up, you know, watching it. So what's going to happen if we run into a situation with maybe Andor and the Bad Batch running against themselves in Star Wars, let alone. Yeah. 
you have this other stuff. You have the uh, the the new holiday special Lego thing. Oh yeah, summer yeah. vacation coming out, which I'm not even gonna watch unless people say it's yeah. really funny. The first one was funny. The Life Day one. The Halloween one was. I was so bored with. I never watched uh, it. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's not even worth it. But the the, yeah. the first one, the Life Day one was was pretty funny. That one is yeah, definitely pretty I, was was pretty funny. Right. I remember watching that one. And you know, when we get around to it, we we definitely will and it, it'll be. But I think it's a good question though as to whether or not some of these things are gonna overlap and does it hurt them or whatever. Cause I kinda you know, I didn't finish Ms. Marvel. And now hearing Matt talk about it, I'm like, okay, I gotta go back and I I, I was told body. I'm was, like, we gotta go watch really, it again. I was really surprised actually at how much at how much I ended up liking it. Yeah. That's that shocks me, actually. So that's yeah. why I'm like, OK, is there something that could get missed? Because I kind of think Andor might be a hidden gem in Star Wars, perhaps just because of the spy thriller nature of it. And it's like you said, it people will not be tuned in on Disney, you know, like just for, for right. a little bit. They're going to be watching other things. I mean, obviously, your Star Wars yeah. fans will be, but the masses, I guess. Yeah. Fortunately for Andor, actually, it's a pretty long season. And so it's going yeah. to stretch. Right. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't again. I don't know what they're doing at Disney and who's deciding. Hey, these are when these things should come out. But to yeah. me, that to me, putting Andor right here just seems. I guess it's contracts and stuff too. But yeah, I just I don't I don't I don't know who said this was. This was the right time to release it. Yeah, you're going to you're going up against two the probably the two biggest most anticipated shows right on television. Oh yeah, Lord of the Rings and House of the Dragon. Yeah, I know. I know. Which, which it's so bizarre because you feel like even because I was thinking the other day, I'm like, oh, maybe Andor starts before House of the Dragon. No, like House of the Dragon starts like August 21st or something, doesn't it? Right. And like this starts yeah. at the end of, of um, August. So people will already be kind of locked into that show. Now, again, mind you, we know people are going to be, you know, going and watching. It's going to have great numbers and everything. But still, like you're mad. We're talking like the masses right. really getting it out there in front of a lot of people because I think Kenobi did that. I think there yeah, you had Stranger Things going on too, right? So it right. was also it had a, you know that was more of a you can binge that and then you can kind of get back into that weekly, you know, um, drop for Kenobi. But dude, it's like, right. I, I just have a feeling that Andor is going to be way better than we've thought. I dismissed right. it over a year ago. I was like, not even interested. I know. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah. It's so. I'm. I don't doubt. I I don't doubt at all that it's actually going to be like I don't know that so it's it's I. It'll be good. I don't know that it's going to be epic or amazing or okay. I, cer I certainly still want to watch it. Like the first, the first trailer, actually, I was like, "This looks good." Hey. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know. Oddly, I actually think the right time to release it would be like right now. Like it should have started end of, end of July. Yeah. I, I, I imagine though that these streaming services, like you want, because it's like Miss Marvel, right? Because. Mm -hmm the numbers do change because a lot of people act don't even start to watch something until it's over. There's not really that oh, yeah. many shows actually that I really watch week to week, like Kenobi and Mandalorian sure. were totally different. House of the dragon. I watched Will be peacemaker yeah. came out this year. Like the boys, I didn't even get in really get into the boys until season three. Yeah. And I was like, okay, sweet. And now I loved it. Stranger things, totally different thing, but it's that, it's that different format where everything drops at once. Yep. Same, same with the witcher. But like Miss Marvel, most of the Marvel shows, actually, I haven't watched week to week. I've, right. I've waited. So yeah, you, I guess maybe yeah. you do want to give that a, a break. So you want to give you don't want to have like another Star Wars show, say, come out the week after Kenobi, because then people might not watch True. Kenobi. They might just go straight to that. So you want to give it its breath afterwards for people to right. go back and binge the whole thing.
That's a really good point because I think a lot of people are waiting for a show to. If you're not as into it as we are, or whatever, I do that on other other shows. Yeah, I wait till the whole thing's yeah. out and I'm like, or, all right, cool. Or some people yeah. still like. I guess you know it is. There's different formats. Like like that's why Netflix. Netflix has said the reason they drop everything at once is they found that their viewers are bingers. Yeah. yeah. And so you, I guess, you know, there, there are, there really are different types of people out there that prefer their content where I can just yeah. watch it straight through and not have to wait. Right. I wonder sometimes too, not that I want star Wars to do that, but I do wonder if there, if it ever did something like that, if it wasn't just people binged it, we're like, wow, what a ride. You know what I mean? Because they got mm -hmm. the whole story and they weren't just analyzing one or two episodes. You know, who knows? But that's uh, I did that with Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you just I, did, I, did, I watched I watched all. Well, I didn't actually watch all of Rebels. I kind of skipped some like go, yeah. uh, going. Oh, there's some filler, like droid episodes. Yeah. You can, I looked I looked yeah. up like these are the episodes you have to watch. And I and I watched um, the essentials. I watched about like 75 percent of Rebels. And then right. I've gone back. I have gone back and watched all of all right. of Rebels um clone wars i'm actually still slowly kind of working my way through i bench uh, that kind of kind of i, I need to watch like specific arcs right but yeah. It, yeah i mean so there are stuff where it's like man i want to binge them and there's some days where it's like I, man I'll, I'll watch the entire original trilogy so it's yeah. just kind of interesting and i guess i'm just hoping that we say don't get into a scenario where like andor and bad batch are releasing at the same time and one of these stories that could be really good gets overlooked because sure. it's competing not only with everything on the outside, but competing against its, its itself, which we already are with like Marvel and Disney are already starting to bang heads. I mean, yeah. what happens or Marvel and star Wars, excuse me. What happens if star Wars and star Wars starts going like Dude, banging yeah. it, then it's like too much. It's overload. I think. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm hoping, you know, we, we, as we talk about like what's coming out, Acolyte and, or I'm sorry, I, this year, skip Acolyte and, or bad batch. Uh, you hope that they're filling in the gaps or they're telling story. We, we have some some stuff we want to get to. We have a transmission later and everything else we want to get to as well. Mm -hmm. But like just in terms of what's going to be dropping in those series, that's going to fill in the gaps or, or be used later for like Mandalorian season three or other shows. And maybe there's, there's a reason they're trying to get it all in beforehand. Like Tales of the Jedi. I'll, we'll jump to it here in a second. I, there's a massive leak today about some. There might be a reason they're pushing that in to 2022 because it's going to matter later you know what right. I mean? they they, they might have wrote something and said can we slip in a quick because that came out of nowhere i mean this comes out of nowhere and it's like there's right. also you had said with cgi and there's the the work conditions at disney as they're building out these these universes they're like man we need this back here and we need it now before we do this right you yeah know? so it's yeah like, we, we we can talk a little bit about that because it is really kind of specifically disney right um there have been plenty of VFX artists or, you know, CGI, whatever you want to call it, but um, that have been coming forward saying the work conditions right. specifically, it's, it's sort of more specifically at Marvel where they've been complaining because, you know, Marvel has been doing stuff where they've been fixing stuff like after it comes out. So like yeah. they have gone back and fixed things like after it's been out on, um, and they're not the only ones. Sony did it too. Like Sony fixed some, some CGI in no way home that was in theaters yeah like as it was was fixed i mean it's still marvel um it's it's sony but it's it's marvel right uh so it's just kind of interesting and then you think about all these star wars projects and everything that are coming out and it's like man you know like uh, is, is well it... like i wonder if they went back and fixed you know if they, if they do fix some stuff and they say hey guys can we can we improve that i just saw the in-game scene or something was was redone a little bit uh where all the female characters step out 
Um, and they said they went back and reshot, not reshot, but like changed some the sequencing on that just because of uh, a lot of complaints about pandering and stuff. I don't know. You know, so yeah. I was like, all right, well, so yeah, if you're going back and trying to shore up your product and then you're still also pushing out new stuff, that's a lot to do. I mean, hire more people. Don't stress your people out. Like there are plenty of, I'm sure people who like they have the money, like don't skimp on that. I was, I really want like those people, hopefully they're well, well paid. They should have, uh, I don't know, like more time to do their stuff or more people divided up among other people. It's, it sounds like it's a lot and yeah. They're good at what so they yeah. do, but you can only do so much sometimes, man. Yeah. Know? So here I can, I can speak on here. Look, I, I got, I have, there's a, there's like a bit, it's, it was like a, somebody on Reddit, it was a Reddit user who, whatever, yeah. um, came out and, and spoke out on it. So, and this is specifically sort of Marvel, but I imagine that it's one industry wide, but two, probably a little more. I think we would say Disney wide because it, uh, just because Disney seems to be cranking out Disney cranks out things faster than like anybody else. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, it feels like overload just with like Marvel, let alone, you know, star Wars and everything too. So right. saying that Marvel specifically um, has the worst VFX management out there, uh, calling it a black hole of sleep deprivation and bad eating. Like I'm quite frankly sick of working on Marvel shows. Um, probably the worst methodology of production and VFX management out there. They can never fix the look or shows before, uh, for more than half of the allocated time for the show is over. The artists working on Marvel shows are definitely not paid equivalent to the amount of work they put in, um, you know, and, and stuff like that. So I guess, mm. you know, just talking about how it's like, how it's awful, you know, like, and just like they're constantly overworking, they're being right. overworked. They have like in, insane crunch time. Now, none of this to be fair has, they have said about star Wars, but I mean, same yeah, company, but... you, you would have, you would have to imagine that there's, Probably similar, mean? similar, similar conditions. I would have to imagine there's probably similar conditions at, at Star Wars um, yeah. as as well. Well, I, it's just like I think they're because, you know, I've talked about it for several years, which is the streaming wars are happening and people this whole uh, the money to be made in, in your platform and your subscription base and all that kind of stuff. They are pushing content out there like crazy. And it just does feel like there's more. It, it, it honestly feels like there's more than when we had a bunch of stuff in theaters and everything. So. Uh, I, I can only imagine they're adjusting to that and like, OK, we used to be able to this was our number of of like per department. You got this budget, right? You got this many people, but they're doing more and the volume has increased. So I wish I right. speaking of the volume, I think that's why Star Wars did actually try to incorporate more of the volume to. Right. And that was a Marvel thing, right? So that was something yeah. that John Favreau said, hey, we're using some of this technology that we use yeah. over there and even in because it, it lessens right. the burden. But at the same time, clearly there's so much going on that they had to lessen the burden, figure out ways to kind of right. do that. So, yeah, there's advantages. Yeah, there's advantages and disadvantages. I actually just saw something where they said the House of the Dragon um, used some of that. They call it the volume, but it's I'm sure there's going to yeah. be some sort of other industry name that ultimately ends up coming up. Where basically you're using art of AR, you're using VR um, yeah. and you have this huge set that you can manipulate and move around, which is sick. And it looked awesome in Mandalorian. I think, sure. And it's I right. actually, if anything, I think it works best in Star Wars because yeah. Star Wars, we're, we're a lot of times we're going to these like planets where it's just can't like, especially if you're on Tatooine, which yeah. is probably why they go to Tatooine a lot because it's really easy to film there. I know. It's a desert. <laughs> it's really, yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's really yeah. easy. You don't have to do stuff because one of the things we complained about Kenobi was, man, some, you know, some of the, like, it felt like they're fighting in a construction yard down the street. Like, yeah. what? It was weird. We didn't like it. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, it's just, it's, it's one of these things. So I'm, I wouldn't be shocked actually if we don't hear stuff, uh, stuff coming out about star Wars as well, but, um, interesting yeah. to interesting to, interesting to sort of say say the least so uh okay as uh i think you move over here with some andor leaks Andor leaks my friends so let me pull up quickly uh just this image that we have so we had this i don't know when this dropped or whatever but i wanted to kind of share it with you guys this was a an, an image that it's just Andor. i think he's at the what is he at there like the He's getting a drink. Looks like he's got a little pink drink there or something. I'm not really sure. He's mm -hmm. talking to maybe a bartender or something. And uh, she's got this. I don't even that alien species. I don't recognize. So if you guys know it, leave me a comment right. down below. I love when they do bring in different, you know, new things to, to, to Star Wars, which is good. But he looks rough, like super rough here. Matt and I were just talking. We think maybe a trailer tomorrow. Right. Uh, we're recording yeah, on the 31st. Yeah. Yeah, recording on Sunday the 31st. Apparently, he's supposed to go on Good Morning America tomorrow, which will be uh, August 1st. So we're thinking, hey, maybe the I don't imagine a full trailer. I think we're about to get into that wave. Remember, it was sure. Boba Fett. They were doing it left. They were dropping like like every day. They were dropping yeah. like another like one frame combined in this 30 second like shot. Of right. like, so they didn't do that as much for Kenobi. So I don't know, but I do think we'll probably get like, maybe we get like this scene or something where it's like he walks yeah. up and then she says something and then that's kind of it. And that's really, which will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's going to be it. Yeah. That is kind of a different tactic that they took, which was, uh, it's interesting to watch as we watch different companies do things different ways. You know, how far out do you promote it? How much of a prom promotion do you do? The little TV spots with little additions. That, that's kind of interesting to, to see different companies, um, you know, take, take different approaches. But so the big thing, I mean, really there's, and I, I, when Ez does leaks, it's more like I kind of read something, heard something, and I'm not going to go all into to all the different details. And I think a lot of people can assume. So I'm not really giving anybody the major like, oh, click away, spoiler thing here. This is just more of a speculating, spitballing with a little. There's just not hardcore leaks on Andor yet, as far as I can uh, determine. Other stuff coming up here in a second, like Acolyte and Tales of, of, of the Jedi. Yeah, definitely will be. But for Andor, it sounds like, you know, with Rogue One, it was all about the Death Star, man. It was all about uh, Stardust, Operation Stardust, and then Galen um, and, and everything that was happening with him. So this, it sounds like Andor is, as we get into it, and once we realize really what's going on, it's still Death Star related, essentially. It's not like some mm -hmm. uh, secret cloning project that he's going to be, you know, uh, uh, doing intelligence on. It's not going to be... Um, stealth technology or some tide defender project it is essentially still death star but a distant death star thing right you're going to see factory workers doing stuff for parts that they don't really know what it's all about and it's all kind of this bigger secret operation that will take him right because what they said and i think what what uh diego luna has said is that this series will take you right up to the doorstep of rogue one like you're going to yes. see right exactly why he was so interested in this and why he's been working on something so important so it's really like his character is a great hero in the rebellion because of all the years that he spent you know working on it maybe working in a factory because we see those guys um in the trailer they look they're if you look closely they're not wearing shoes their work conditions mm -hmm. like they're they're actually kind of um almost like a slave labor force and they're right. working sounds on like the stuff. sounds like the uh you know vfx artists at marvel right hey you know this is uh, really easy yeah we're just gonna film you guys over yeah, here yeah you guys coming into work this is looking this is great for andor you know 
This will help yeah. you guys out a lot. And and by the way, when we're done with this, can you guys go ahead and put the special effects on it? Appreciate right. it, you know? Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. So anyways, those guys are going in there. And the whole thing is that we're going to get a lot of stuff um, centered around the secrets of the Death Star, which that's been the most popular stuff, right? I mean, if you're Disney and you're Lucasfilm and you're looking for like, what's what's the thing to do during that time period? It is that project. It is talking, you know, having Tark, you know, I mean, just connections to Tarkin, uh, Mon Mothma forming the rebellion. So a part of it obviously is going to be forming the rebellion, but the leaks are saying that there's going to be more Death Star like stuff. And that's mm -hmm. really the 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 thread that's going to kind of carry us through to Rogue One is that all this stuff is really uh, spy related intelligence stuff that is centered around that project. We might get other drops and other different, you know, uh, projects or whatever, but uh, for the most part, it's going to be Death Star related, which I think makes a lot of sense. And that's why I said it's not really a leak or a spoiler it's just i think this was actually yeah this was actually in like a magazine or or something wasn't it? yeah yeah this 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 image for sure was and then uh some of what diego luna had said about it i think yeah they i'm like star wars newsnet had a few things on Andor, and they even said too like they were they have their own speculation that they've not been able to like confirm just in terms of like actual leaks where they have legitimate stuff for other uh projects Andor yeah. has been a little bit more you know locked down which is yeah which actually i'm i'm thinking about that yeah it is really interesting about that because now that i'm thinking about it i was like wow normally around this time yeah on like on bestman bulletin and a lot of the a lot of the like even on star wars reddit and everything you we, have like we knew we looked at some of the leaks remember for the plot of kenobi yeah and it was like 80 percent correct it was it really was and it, yeah. we had that like three months before the show even came out and i'm like wow andor's coming out and in there's a month, nothing. 30, there's nothing on it. Thirty days, and there's really not a whole lot. Yeah. So, so good job, good job on them. Actually, I mean, keeping it, keeping it secret. Well, and it was interesting, right? It's a, it's a spy thriller intelligence piece, and so they felt like you know <laughs> to live up to that name, they got to keep this secret. But I don't know. I mean, because we've all speculated that Palpatine might be in it. You could have a Vader cameo. You could have a lot of different things. Who knows uh, what what it is that they're going to get into? We know Diego is going to be. It's it's going to center around him. He's going to be a super down in the dumps. Looks like it's yeah. the first half of this is the Empire just taking over places and and raking it for its resources and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. uh, then from there, getting into the rebellion, finding some hope. Yeah, here's um here's something else too. Uh, you know, I'm not, now I'm just like going through my my normal things and I'm like, hey, you know, let me actually uh, see what we got going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so here is a, a potential, or it's a leak, you know, it's one of those like Hasbro, sometimes Ooh. these toy companies leak stuff, right? Vel Sartha, really? Um, and everyone on the everyone on Twitter and everything says to say this seems like it's going to be a new, um, it's gonna be a new character, huh? Interesting. So I don't know where they're getting Andor because over here you have like Luke Skywalker, who's obviously not going to be in it, um, right. you know, but it just happens to be some sort of part of this this toy collection or something so people are saying and it's in this saying, run or something around this time yeah new yeah new vintage collection figures um but for whatever reason people are saying it's an andor character wait what's the name again? vel sartha v-e-l is a character we haven't seen or i guess excuse me maybe it's um it's this it's part of this toy collection it's a new character that's going to be coming out and everyone's saying this has to be andor because everyone's saying this is a brand this is a it's a character Right. Right. But I guess no, they're saying that the vintage right. collection technically only refers to the packaging design. So I I don't know as much about the toys. No, um, no yeah, me neither. But people but people but people are saying like, 
you know, this is mm. ha- kind of kind of crazy. And so a Cal- looks like there's a Cal Kestis toy coming too. And then here's Cassie and Andor, who's technically wouldn't be part of the vintage collection. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah, okay. There's I, I found an article on it, and it looks like but yeah, Cal Kestis are... could show up in the show. Yeah, that what that would be <laughs> that would be wild. I mean, he could. He absolutely. He could. would. I would actually rather him show up than Kenobi, to be honest. Heck yes, heck yes. That would be that would be amazing. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up here real quick for you. This is. Um, so that character you mentioned, people are like just looking through the trailer and trying to figure out like, you know, Vel, uh, could it be, could this be Vel? As you scroll up here, we have another, you know, just different characters in the trailer that they're trying to figure out if that could be one of these, one of these female characters. Um, I don't know, Vel, I mean, who knows? Like I was thinking it might be a guy, but yeah, right there, there you go. Vel, so, uh, yeah, Sarth, Sartha, Vel Sartha looks like, yeah. So yeah. Star Wars Vintage yeah, revealed a new character that is probably from Andor, Bell's Sarth. Uh, yeah. Sartha. Now, people are saying about that Cal Kestis thing, if you sort of zoom in on it, it is not his outfit from Jedi Fallen Order. So people are saying it's, it could be his it's, it could be his costume from Jedi Survivor um, or it could be him in his live action debut in Andor. Uh, <laughs> let's just go ahead and say it. All right. If Cal Kestis comes in this, it's going to be a big draw. Oh, it would be a huge, huge deal. Huge. I actually, I really hope, to me, I'd. Re- well, this is if you're going to do Cal Kestis, I think this is actually the perfect place to introduce him. Because then, if you bring in Kenobi, one, the, part of our whole deal with the Kenobi show is it was like, does it ruin it for Kenobi, you know, to leave Luke and all this stuff? And now it, it's just like, I'd much rather it be Cal because then it brings him into the universe, makes it cool, hypes the game. And then right. also you could, you could do a little mini like arc or something here where he's in for an episode or two episode or two. And then that sort of lets us know what the game is going to be about. Have Jedi survivor take place after Andor. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think this would be uh huge because the game's coming out later uh he there's this idea that he's already working with jedi survivors we've we've seen the tank we're wondering who these people are and then let me just for in terms of timeline andor takes place trying to think it's going back how many years did they say before rogue one like 10 years or something like that right uh so that would just so it works out roughly it's roughly around the same time as jedi survivor yeah. So so anyways, this is really cool that you could have Cal Kestis show up in Andor. I think that would be one of those big because there are like we said, there's no rumors. There's no leaks on this. Uh, we, we don't really know um, other than little toy drops or little back covers on things. So if he's in it, that would be huge because then he's getting connected to the rebellion. Uh, maybe he's getting closer to maybe he's already working with the path and some of these people who were doing stuff on Jabim. That's the kind of stuff we want in Star Wars. We want things to matter and to connect, right? We want, we, we, like we mentioned Quinlan Voss. Why drop his name if he's not going to matter? Why do all of those things with the Inquisitors and Nur and all that kind of stuff if there's not some connection to Cal Kestis? And wh- you cast a guy who's, who's a good actor. I mean, right. you know, like, like use him. I, it would bring a lot more attention to this. Um, not that you right. always need a Force-sensitive character or whatever, like Ahsoka or Cal or whatever, but it does add something you don't want to overdo it but it's nice to have in there right yeah see it's also interesting because if you look at that toy if you look at these toys um 
Yeah. Oh man, I uh, can't zoom in because it's whatever. But um, I'm doing it on Twitter and it's mm-hmm. pulling in my page. But so you've got a little Jawa in in there who looks like maybe the Jawa that came to visit Obi Wan. Oh, right? yeah. In, in Kenobi. Okay. Yes. Then you've got a Ben Kenobi that look is it is that him from Kenobi? That's what it kind of looks like. Yeah. It looks like it looks like maybe yeah. when he fought when he fought Vader. Now his his it looks kind of blue that he was wearing. I don't really remember him wearing that that outfit, but maybe that's just what it is. Then you've got a purge trooper who we did see in Kenobi. It says Luke Skywalker Imperial Light Cruiser. So that's Luke from the Mandalorian. Then you've got Andor, an artillery stormtrooper, who's probably going to be in Andor. And you've got this Vel Sartha character, who's also going to be in Andor. So really, your one outlier is Luke, because Luke is like, you're doing a Mandalorian one. Yeah. But then, I don't know, then you've got Cal Kestis. So it's like, maybe you've got you've got three from Kenobi, three from Andor, one from Mandalorian, and one from something else. But it just feels... And it mm-hmm. feels like hey, you feel like you'd really do those four together. Yeah. Like these are Andor toys. Right. For sure. No, you're right. You're actually absolutely. Uh, which if that's any indication, that's that is how much people will break down those toy releases. And and you know, again, nothing tells us exactly it, that it would be an Andor toy. Other it than could it be prox- fake, too. It, right. the whole, it, 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 it could totally be fake. Yeah, it could be. It could be. But I love this, though, because it's its proximity to other characters who are in Andor uh, that makes us go, hmm. Is it possible? And it all fits in the timeline. So, like, that would still... That'd be sick. But... All right. Wow. Cool. We'll have to kind of... Yeah, okay. Let's let's move on to our, our next topic here. And uh, I just want to bring this up quickly. So, Acolyte, Star Wars, Leaks, different things going on with um, the Acolyte. And I, I shout out to Star Wars Meg, uh, a Star Wars YouTuber who does a lot of these different breakdowns and talks about, you know, various things that are going on. Uh, in, in terms of rumors, and a lot of times she's referencing again Star Wars Newsnet, which is another really good um, right. Yep, uh, leaker. I yeah. So, but apparently there is uh, the, the the this character. I guess some of the stuff that's going to happen in the Acolyte. There was a whole list of names. Let me go find it real quick. Like uh, Aura Singh was a character in Legends. And I guess one of the characters, unless this is in, in Tales of the Jedi, I'm getting it wrong. I'm pulling it up right now. But um, who was like the lead character might be Aura or whatever. And so they have like a list of names. And if you can find anything on, on Reddit, Matt, uh, feel free to kind of just take a little okay. gander, look through your normal sources and 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 we'll see here. But because uh, there hadn't been much on Acolyte and I was sort of mm. like, what's what's really going on uh, in terms of that show? And is it still working? People are, are super, you know, there's a lot of opinions out there about it uh, in terms of whether it's good for Star. It's it's a Kathleen Kennedy. People feel like she's yeah. really pushing that show. But I think um, I think the Acolyte is so there's 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 rumors that a new show is beginning to be filmed in September. Now, the crazy thing is, I think the Jude Law show, which is what is that called against? Oh, uh, yeah. I think I'll, that's already filming or in like really? early pre-production. Fi- yeah. Uh, or like production has started on it. So everyone's saying crew. that this skeleton, skeleton crew. crew. Right. Right. So it, so this new show beginning to film in September, the on, you know, everyone's saying online seems to be everyone's saying it's it's probably the Acolyte. 
is filming in because I believe Ahsoka is filming. Ahsoka is filming currently. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It, it, and, is right it is right now. Yeah, and I think Skeleton Crew is is all is already is already uh, is already filming. Right. So I would have to say the only other show that we've heard of any like see we haven't heard any production stuff on Lando right or like range of the new republic got kind of shelved and it's you know gonna get turned into something else or whatever so it's like when you hit the point where something's filming usually there's there's been a lot more news about it before it even starts filming so really the only one i think it could even be is is acolyte right which is cool because that means they're really going forward with that and that's that's um that's interesting so the the character names like okay this i'm now realizing this is probably just you know how they give those those names for characters that are it's just like a it's a code name it's a fake name or whatever right right so i think that's what people kind of came across and they found that like aura was the name given for the lead character paul for example was the name of the sith lord and stuff so uh yeah that's that's what i'm I'm looking at over here just to kind of do we even know who the cast of this show is yet no we have no idea i don't think so like for a long time people were saying brie larson was going to be in it yes that yeah exactly that some people were saying that for sure for sure uh here we go here we go this i just i just found it i'm I'm just gonna read this to you guys so there's some concept art i guess that has been leaked a little bit and um and i might be saying it wrong the character's name is a u r a s auris auris or aura you know actually it's apostrophe yes so like aura uh, I think of like Aura Singh is, is how we kind of say uh, that mm-hmm. name. So I, yeah. But anyways, Aura's home planet, uh, code name Sanshiro, is, a f- is full of a marshland and mountains. Uh, the other two concepts include some snowy hills and a desert. The second planet is called Feather or Feather. Not really. So again, they're kind of like uh, you know, as you leak stuff and things come out, e- even the people who are presenting the leak, whatever they get is not always clear. Um so there's a little bit of guesswork in here, but plot details here. Uh, Aura's village is attacked by raiders on the regular, sort of like a, uh, what's that? Keanu Reeves was in that movie, the 47 Ronin? Ronin, uh, Ronin 47. Yeah, I think Ronin that's, that's I, I believe that's uh, based off a graphic novel. Oh, okay, 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 gotcha. So it's sort of, uh, they're saying kind of like that, except for the attackers are primitive, tribal, uh, not totally sentient. Uh, if, if if you will, Jedi come and protect them in exchange for um, taking a few kids to train. Uh, Aura is too old, but her sister is taken away. This eventually convinces her to join the Acolytes. So at the end of episode two, Raiders destroy the town. Uh, the Jedi come too late. There's a character named Theo that dies. You know, th- just again, this right. could this could be nothing. This could be everything. I don't know. Uh, but you know, the aura wants to be taken to her sister, but the Jedi don't let her. Now I'm just going to pause right there for a second because this show, just in terms of that leak right there alone is doing more than I thought. I I guess when you look at that time period, yeah, Jedi going and collecting younglings because the other big rumor is that Darth Plagueis might be involved in all of this as well. This could be a a lead in, uh, we might understand more about like Darth Bane might be mentioned, not, not seen, but mentioned, uh, we learn more about the Sith and and what the acolytes are, because we understand the rule of two, and you have a, a the that mantle that title, the Dark Lord of the Sith or whatever you know, and then right. they have an apprentice. But there are other Sith characters. There are Sith training Sith and so on, and dark side users and and dark Jedi. And going back to Legends, like there were dark Jedi, uh, which is which is an interesting thing. You had the Great Schism and and, and this big split. 
that took place. So, uh, yeah, kind of interesting. Let me let me go on here a little bit more. Um, let's see. So, yeah, they Theo dies. Yeah, or wants to be taken to her sister. Jedi don't let her. Character details. So this is concerning the main two characters, Aura uh, and Pen. Pen mm-hmm. is is a, a political is political and, and mystic. Aura is strong, a fighter, a duelist. They struggle among the acolytes on their own, but when working together, uh, they beat out everyone else. So I don't know if it's like some competition thing. Right. Uh, the sister who is taken to the Jedi is the reason Aura wants to win the acolyte program. There's like a question mark again as to whether this is um, yeah, Amanda Amandala Stenberg. I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Oh, is yes, that's right. I totally forgot about this. That, yeah, yeah, right. She, yeah, she's yeah, she's supposedly the the lead role. But Brie Larson was tied to the show for a really long time. I don't know if it was just fan casting or whatever, but sure. she's apparently going to be the the main role of of the show. This see the accolade is the one. It's like it feels. I don't know. It's just like I think it was just one where it was announced, and then everyone's been speculating like what is it going to be, but the the writing or whatever must have just taken forever because there's been like really no like the leaks have been all over the place the like there's like been nothing really officially set about this show yeah yeah maybe because it's one we don't know what it is it's so far removed like with kenobi it's pretty easy to speculate on what it's going to be also it was pretty easy to be like okay well obviously you and mcgregor is going to be in it and hayden christensen you know what i mean it's like okay it's pretty easy to sort of figure out like what is it even going to be Book of Boba Fett, same thing. Okay, like we know who Tamar Morrison's going to be in it. This show is like out in its total own little pocket of of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I, that's the thing I've I've never because it's just in a it's in weird it's in a weird spot in the timeline. So we can't really, you know, we could do some speculation in terms of the Jedi that come and there there could be yeah. you know connection. even the new High Republic stuff doesn't even connect to it. So we can't be like I don't know is Marsha and Rowe going to be in it? Or? Exactly, it's too far removed. It's too close to Episode One. I mean, it could. They've made they've, like they've left all that but it's gap to kind of carry. Still removed from, still yeah. removed from that. It's I know hundred exactly. years before Phantom Menace, so it's it's years before Yoda. Yoda Yoda's probably going to be in it. I was to say, you know, you think of like Yoda. I wonder Yaddle. Uh, the maybe of, yeah maybe Yaddle. We'll talk about Yaddle in a second. Uh, you, you think of Count Duke? Not Count Duke probably wouldn't be. No, he'd be too young. Duke Duke wouldn't no Duke wouldn't show up for another like thirty years. Yeah, so okay, it wouldn't even because Dooku's because by the time you're yeah. in episode, I mean Christopher Lee was pretty old when he played him, but I mean he's yeah. at that point Christopher Lee was probably in his seventies or eight, I don't know, how seventies maybe when he 70s, played, yeah, yeah, seventies. Yeah, so even if even if we're just saying Count Dooku's in his like seventies or eighties during that time, he, that's still twenty years before. Yeah, what did they say the time period for this was? No, it's even more. Because Attack of the Clones is Attack of the Clones is like ten years after Phantom Menace, so you're talking thirty. Mm-hmm. So you're talking like what nineteen or no, it's twenty one BBY. So he's in his like sixties, seventies there. Then you go back. So no, he like it's still like thirty years before he's even born. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So okay. So I mean, just going over. So Plagueis possibly. That's another one. Plagueis. Right? Plagueis. Def- Plagueis popular. Even Palpatine would be too. Right. Palpatine probably isn't born, isn't even born yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could even, people have talked about Plagueis's master, which I think is like Tenebris or something like that. Right. So this would have to be, so I think we're thinking of this as like 100 BBY, but this is really like 130 BBY. Okay. If it's 100 years before Phantom Menace. Huh? Well, no, that's, I gotta look, I gotta look, I gotta look at the thing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. It's fine. Because um, Anakin's 10 during Phantom Menace. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we can look and see how, how far back it is from Phantom Menace. And that, that will tell us a lot. But anyway, just to kind of go on here a little bit. Uh, some of the other leaks here, I guess, just in, like code names or whatever. You have um, Aura, which is the lead. Paul is a, again, code name. Sith Lord, only around for one season, dies at the end. And that will be, you know, explained. Theo is like a grandfather character, a special guest, couple episodes, establishing actor, uh, Mira, little sister, and then Penn, a best friend character, CGI male alien. So, you know, if anything, these ideas are fun. They're fun. They, they're fun to kind of think about and speculate a little bit on. Um, I like the idea of the perspective Jedi came to get your sister or help the village and they took a few kids in exchange for that, which is a little weird i mean i think they're like oh they're force sensitive they should come with us etc but uh the the one girl is too old so it's like mira the younger one goes and is trained by the jedi aura is still around goes with her friend and trains with the acolytes so that's a really different thing that's 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 um it's unique and it's creative i guess as far in in terms of storytelling now we don't hopefully uh again we're always looking for disney and lucasfilm to improve tell make make some tie-ins here so what people would want i feel like would be connections to that rule of two understanding the sith plagueis understanding the jedi more um getting some sort of tie over because they want to do there's been talk that there's there's going to be a high republic animated series later at some point there's talk that there's going to be well we, we have this the acolyte so something to tie us from like that high republic era over into phantom menace just you know, even if it's just kind of anchor points that you could, you know, even if it's a hundred years, you could still do stuff from this point to Phantom Menace for sure, which is why books come out like Master and Apprentice and the, wow. the Dooku thing. Oh boy. There is something kind of interesting that takes place roughly around that time. If you okay. want if this might die, this might take us into a new little segment here. Though, That's fine. If you're, if you're fine that. with that. Okay. So Anakin, right, is born in I think forty-two BBY, right, or forty-one. Yeah. Um, uh, right, same as yeah. Grogu. So forty-one actually is when uh, they're born. Okay. Okay. So Grogu is born roughly around that time, as is Anakin. So thirty-two BBY is Phantom Menace. So if uh -huh. it takes place a hundred years before. Phantom Menace, that would put us at around 132. Okay. Right? Okay. Yep. So not really a whole lot happens around 132, to be to be fair. 132, 100, 131. There's not really a whole lot going on. So then I was like, okay, well, what if they just went to say a hundred like BBY, right? And so then it's kind of like, okay, maybe they're saying a hundred years before, but it's just because you know the way the timeline works, people get it all mixed up and exactly yeah so there is so in 101 bby and we don't know exactly when this is taking place whatever 101 bby um the last reported sighting of a loath wolf on lethal is reported okay <laughs> so okay. i mean just saying if we're gonna be diving into it's just like oh this is a dave filoniism thing uh -huh, uh huh. There is a somewhat significant Dave Filoni ism thing taking place. You know, now you were talking a different span of thirty years, but they could just be saying a hundred years before 
because it could take place 100 bby and it's just marketing you know sure. yeah yeah for sure uh in star wars timeline because yeah there's a couple things look at this i mean right around 100 bby you have the characters we just mentioned duku sifodias being born they're just being born right at that time uh and this thing so... could time jump like who knows this thing could time jump all over the we have no idea what the show is going to be about but i just feel like this show is going to have does does this show need to end or does this show create a time a, a new pocket of star wars that's going to end with like because it's supposed to be like a sith ish show i mean are we going to have to i think we're going to have to see like a plagueis and a Palpatine and all this stuff you know if this what if this thing is more than one season what if it's like the new Mandalorian but over here where it's going to be like stretched out five seasons and you're going to expand out here right uh yeah no for sure it could if, if it's good if it's if it's uh, successful etc that would be um that would be really cool to kind of see it you know be be uh more than one season and to learn about that time period because there's really not a lot there and as you say if they're talking to Dave Filoni and you're wanting things to kind of connect, then you you definitely would be uh, – it needs just to be saying. significant. You know, you just can't do it to do it, right? Because if it ends – because then it, this is also – the other difference is that this isn't like Andor or – I mean, the Mandalorian now is, is tied into it. But what we originally thought the Mandalorian was going to be where it's like, okay, these are things that are tying into like – the scoundrel side of Star Wars. This isn't just tying in – this is tying into the Force. Yes. And the Sith side of the, the force. Yeah. So it's going to have to connect to like big major things. And what if it does tie into Lethal and it does tie into like Absolutely. the nature, the nature of the force. And it does tie into say any of the, exactly all the, all there, this, all this stuff. Plague, there is that's more where potential. I feel like it needs to go. Yeah. There's more potential here than I thought. Okay. So if we were going to take this back a hundred a uh, hundred years prior to Phantom Menace. Now, I'm not saying Yoda would be in his prime as we see him on the screen here, but right. you could have that. Uh, you know, you could have Yoda show up. You you could have some other. What if the reason the last Lothwolf shows up is because they're out there stealing them because they find out they're connected to the Force? Yeah, something like that. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm going through my mind here and thinking about uh, other other players that, that tell you. So Yaddle Apolrancisus that is, is something. Um, he was there for a while. Master Sunube, right? Was it was one of those mm -hmm. older? These are guys who were around in the High Republic, who lived through this whole time period. And uh, gosh, Master Poof, Yario Poof, could be around during that time. You could get some heavy hitting Jedi Masters who were in uh, Phantom Menace that were really old, that were two hundred some years old, and you could go back and kind of see them show up in the acolyte. They could be some of the Jedi that come and get this girl with this girl is mira for example as the leaks have indicated and then they take her away and and aura is is there trying to figure out how to get her sister right. back or to go see her and she does this whole training with the acolytes but then what is the acolytes are the acolytes this group right. of uh, another you know because you can you can have something outside of the sith and the jedi but you have the light and the dark side for sure you still have other force users like uh plo Koon, for, for the long people know this, he's uh, a member of the Baron Doe order, like another order of, of force sensitives that like his right. species, they, they study the force. So do the acolytes do something like that? Are they kind of, um, yeah, training, training these, these other kids up to be protectors for maybe a local system. And it's right. not necessarily a connected to the, on the galactic stage. 
So. Yeah. So right here, um, the only there's really so there's actually really nothing. The closest year we have is 131. If you're if you're going specifically by the calendar, and of course they could move all this stuff around, right? Yeah. Um, so in 131 BBY, uh, the only thing that it takes place in the thing is Bano uh Bancora Homeworld Cataclysm. Uh, Republic Chancellor Chasen Pian grants the uh, Vancora Survivor Sanctuary on Coruscant. That is the only thing that happens. Okay. And then you're kind of then you go back to 150 and then 118. Um, so 118, uh, something kind of interesting happens. Uh, the Kudo family is removed as a ruling family and demoted to the Great Family. Uh, that's um, th from Thrawn Ascendancy. So there's oh, okay. like. Okay. The chist ascendancy is like kicking it, kicking some family out or something. Yeah. So that's all we got. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, so not much. It's, a, I mean, it's a good void to fill with with new stuff or whatever. Um, I just saw something at at two hundred, BBY, which is Chewbacca is born on Kashyyyk. <laughs> wow. Wow. Right. I mean, wow. You think about about things like that. People forget how old Chewbacca is uh yeah just thinking about other players that could be around on the galactic stage yeah because dooku is dooku isn't even born until well he's born in 102 102 yeah yeah which right is still like 20 years before if if right. this thing is 100 years before now they could be saying it's roughly 100 years but that could mean 80 that could mean 120 we don't know right for sure yeah for sure so anyway, this is this is cool. I like that there could be some tie-in with with the Loth Wolf, or there could be whether it's anywhere, you know, in right. season one or season two or whatever. Just some connection to the greater, like the Force, the nature of the Force and mysteries of it and things like that. That would be that would be really cool to to even get a character who gets kind of in with the acolytes and in with maybe Sith uh, individuals and goes too far and has to get out and. Right. You know, could have almost been an apprentice of one of the in the line of Sith, but then, you know, maybe tragically dies or gets away or escape. Who knows? Like that, because you almost what that protagonist is sort of like, I don't know. They're going to tell a story where that person doesn't come out to be somewhat of a hero. Uh, just depends on what they want to do with the with a series like this, you know? Yeah, because really, I know they've they sort of said 100 years before, but really what the big focus has been on. And you can change that. But the oh, big yeah. focus has been it will be the dark side powers, the emergence of the dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic. Okay. So, I mean, they're doing something with Martian Rowe too, like in the High Republic, and there's there's they're opening doors to other to connect us to the Sith and the secret group. The other thing we have to remember too is that like all of Legends is gone. I mean, it's just, it's not in their mind when they write these pieces. So they're not saying, oh, we got to connect it to Darth Bane or no. we've got to do that kind of stuff. So they might be reestablishing a whole new thing here. This is their chance to kind of go play around and, and set up new stuff. You can still make nods to those characters or or say they were in the line of Sith or whatever, but it's something new is happening here. So anyways, it's, it's interesting. It's cool. There's a little bit of um, some code names. There's some miniature little little leaks or whatever just to kind of consider. But yeah. It's all we really have. And I actually kind of like when there's not a lot. I, I like to go into something. I, there will be. There'll be there'll be more. This is still early on, you know. But uh, any and there's no idea as, as when this is coming out, right? Acolyte's not coming no. out anytime. We have, we have no idea. Well, they, they haven't even started filming it yet. Yeah. So I mean, like there's not, you know, sometimes they I say mean, like you know, they give like an estimate, you know, or whatever. My but, guess, my guess is we is well, 
My we guess is Marvel would... just did. Marvel just said Marvel just listed right. off the dates as to when stuff is coming out. Like I would wow. say I would say so for starters, we still we haven't even gotten Mandalorian season three yet. Yeah. Right. Which is probably our G- December, January show. Right. We know what do we think? What do we already know we're getting next year? We know we're getting visions part two. So that's going to be like maybe I don't know. They did visions in a day because they dropped the whole thing. Yeah. Um, which I'd be fine with if they did it again. So uh they you know, we know we're getting visions next year, probably getting a bad batch season three next year. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other stuff too, like that droid story. You know, like oh yeah, it was, it was weird because hey, we're getting Tales of the Jedi. We weren't even expecting that. We weren't even we didn't exactly. know. So there's other stuff we don't even know yet. There's Ahsoka, which my guess is Ahsoka will be. I I would say you do Mandalorian where you did Book of Boba. You do Ahsoka where you did, um, you do Ahsoka where you did Kenobi, sort of your May show. Then you do Andor season two where Andor season one is. You do Bad Batch season three, so maybe this is this is our December twenty twenty three or January December twenty twenty four. Then you have Mandalorian season four too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, cool. Well, so this will you know I'm just trying to think. There's really nothing that it needs to. I don't think it's dropping anything that's going to tie into other stuff necessarily. It's just right. it's so far back that it's in its own place, which is good. Acolyte can just kind of come out whenever it's. Whenever it's ready, it's everything else is is going to be there's major tie in because right. Bad Batch I feel like is going to be right. several seasons and have major tie in, which we'll get to in a yeah. second. Yeah, yeah. I have, this definitely leads me to believe though that if this if this show is the one that's filming in September and there's going to be Skeleton Crew potentially next year too, yeah. um, maybe there's less Marvel shows next year and there'll be more Star Wars things. Yeah, because yeah, we just saw the huge slate of Mar- of Marvel movies, so maybe right. there's going to be less Marvel shows. And more so that, that there's always that too, where we could get more Star Wars Disney Plus because there's actually a lot less Star. There's right now we have no Star Wars movies that no. we know have come are coming anytime soon. Rogue Squadron was delayed indefinitely, yep. and uh, Taika Waititi said he hasn't even written his movie yet. Yeah, he doesn't even know what it's about. <laughs> he doesn't even know what it's about. He asked Natalie Portman if she wanted if she wanted to be it. So like that movie, if it does come out, isn't even coming out until like 2025. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's weird to think about though. No Star Wars major feature like feature films coming anytime soon. So uh weird. Okay. Uh let's move on to something else here. So I have again, here we go. More leaks, Tales of the Jedi, just a couple different things. Again, if you don't want to hear leaks, uh feel free to kind of click on, fast forward and come back, whatever. But we're gonna talk about them right here just again because there's just little tidbits, and this is coming out quicker than we thought. It came out of nowhere, as Matt has said, and it's announced a celebration. And we're just we're just getting it. They're just saying, hey, get ready. So some of these things are like we saw some stuff for Dooku. Now, so so Tales of the Jedi kind of means like you're going to tell some tales about one Jedi like Dooku, for example. Right. But wasn't Ahsoka in the feature, too? Wasn't she? Yes. So, OK, so it's not just like there's there's many arcs inside of this bigger story. Right. It's like you might have an episode or two of Dooku and then. An episode or two of Ahsoka. It doesn't feel like it's all unless it's just spanning a greater timeline than I understand. But because the the leaks are coming out now that Dooku, we're going to see him as a Jedi, and he's we we got the concept art for that, and he is going to be removing Kamino from the Jedi archives, right? So Jacosta Jacosta knew. Well, how did that get by you? Okay, where were you at? How why are you letting people? Only a Jedi 
could have removed right that from the records. So that Jedi uh, is is Dooku, and I think that's kind of that's kind of neat, right? So yeah, we see Dooku delete Kamino from the archives. He knows about the clone project. Um, it's implied that maybe Dooku has been seeing Palpatine for quite a bit of time. And uh, not just this episode. So it's likely Palpatine asked him to maybe go in and delete it. Then there's, uh, again, this person's crediting, it's like a Socus, a Socus, which she has like a, a picture of Ahsoka as a Twitter thing, who is a leaker, like a new leaker who like has actual plot details supposedly. And some things are coming forward that it's like a new leaker, which is interesting. Uh, Yaddle then watches him leave the temple, gets suspicious, and follows him. Although it's not specifically stated, my source believes it's highly likely Dooku is still in the order at this point as uh, as he's still wearing his robes going through the archives. But left us with that cliffhanger uh, in terms of Yaddle seeing him, uh, Yaddle seeing Dooku remove something from the archives. So what happened to Master Yaddle? <laughs> Did... Did something happen? I don't know. Again, this is all coming from a leak, and we're not really sure what who, who we're going to be seeing, who we're not going to be seeing. There was a comic book series in Legends where Master Yaddle goes on a mission, helps out Anakin and Obi-Wan, and there's a biochemical weapon, and Master Yaddle sacrifices herself to save the planet and, and this, this local group. So that's Legends. That's gone. In canon, once they sort of decanonize that, the big talk in the Star Wars community was, okay, after you decanonize stuff and you show us what's canon, the movies, the film, and all that kind of stuff, the TV series, like what, where are the, like, where, where is Yaddle? At that point, you've not given us anything new on Yaddle. So we just know Yaddle leaves Phantom Menace, like steps down from her council seat and is, is replaced. Why was she replaced? Why did she step down? And people speculated, did she... Was it to look after? Did she train? Did she go out somewhere? Was it one of those temporary seats? How you know all that kind of stuff? So we're now getting some information here that maybe she went after or or you know could have been suspicious of Dooku, and I don't want to say she died or that Dooku fought and killed her, but I, I, if that was something that they dropped in in, in the explained Yaddle story, because we always have those questions: which Jedi are left? Who survived right. Order sixty six? All that kind of stuff. And for them not to mention anything about a mysterious disappearance of Master Yaddle is is interesting, unless Dooku sets it up to where she just went away and did some mission, and Yoda has kind of forgotten about her or whatever. It just feels like it's, I don't know, you know. Yeah, just forget about her. Yeah, well, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, but it's like if they don't, wouldn't it feel kind of odd if if Master Yaddle's in this and dies? But we've like never heard any head or tail. Right. You know, there was never any. Maybe there's in this nothing, they'll, they'll, they'll show in Clone Wars. Is she in Clone Wars at all? Uh, let me think. I do not know. Uh, in the first, no. I'm trying to think. I don't think there is not much on on Yaddle. Let me go check here. Uh, in, I, I, in I'm, pulling, I'm I'm pulling up Wikipedia here. Yeah, yeah. Pull it up. Pull it up. Uh, and click on the Canon tab there. I, I there's like nothing. I mean, there. I know, right? Like, there's. So it's wide open. As, so as what happens? Story. What happens to her in Legends? While while I yeah. while I get Anna pulled up. Yeah. So in in Legends, um, you know she she's around. She there's actually even some stories prior to Phantom Menace, uh, roles that she played and, and things like that. She goes. I'm trying to think who it was. The character that she fights is actually he has the the name Omega. Not even kidding. Um, it's a Granta Omega. I think is the character. 
And there's a biochemical uh, weapon that is unleashed. There's negotiations that sort of break down. Obi-Wan and Anakin are doing their thing, trying to help out, trying to bring peace to this unstable civilization. And I don't have the names. If you guys know the names of the planets, drop them down in the comments. But uh, yeah, ultimately, she will kind of Anakin. There's a great image of Anakin like yelling and trying to you know, help Yaddle with something. But Yaddle just decides to save Anakin and Obi-Wan and everyone there by using the force to absorb this bomb, this like nuclear kind of bomb explosion. And it's sort of what what kills Master Yaddle. And so Yaddle is, you know, she just she just steps down. She steps down, uh, Matt. <laughs> following, following the battle of Naboo, Yaddle takes a less role in Jedi affairs, and she had stepped down from the council at the time of the Clone Wars. Her seat is taken by Shakti, and that's it. And then she's just referenced. She's yeah. just referenced a handful of times. Uh, she's a leader. Right. And so this is one of those threads where people are like, ooh, maybe she stepped down and there's something with Grogu. Was she pregnant? You know, it's just, whatever. She she right. clearly was. Sari, Sari Junda. Um, I think that's the, what's her name? From yeah, yeah, Fallen Order. Yeah, she refer. Yeah, she references her. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, so growing up, we heard tales of a green, pointy-eared, le- legendary Jedi Master. Are you talking about Master Yoda? He is very legendary. Uh, that's a conversation between Greece. Uh, she says, "What? No, I'm talking about Master Yaddle." Oh uh, boy, that's awesome. That's it. That's I mean, it. And that's it. So, I, you know, people have said the, the Grogu connection is there. Maybe she's still alive. She survived Order 66, you know, all those different things. If Jocasta knew can survive Order 66 for a time, then Master Yaddle could as well. Uh, but maybe she was killed by Dooku. Because, like, sifo is killed. Obi-Wan says that. But we learn, like, okay, there's actually some real interesting stuff going on with that. And, and he wasn't – the, the mission you think he's killed on is not exactly how he's killed. It's a setup. It's uh, They use him to set up the clone army and stuff like that. They use his name. Uh, Dooku's trying to kind of, you know, cloud everything. So I wonder if like, if it's just in the records that master Yaddle went on a mission somewhere, maybe was on her way, uh, to a mission and, or follows Dooku or something. And it just mysteriously disappears. Right. They might even show us in tales of the Jedi, like a a funeral for master Yaddle, which would explain everything as to why they don't mention it later on. You know what I mean? Like they went ahead and had the funeral, um, she Ceremony. if she if she just steps down at the time of like the jet of while the clone wars are going on it could just be that the clone wars get so big and there's so much going on and they just haven't heard any words so they just presume she's lost and then nothing that yeah right right exactly yeah that could be um that that could be was there let me just go look here real quick um there was a tra- like so at uh there was a trailer right for for this kind for of tales of the tales of the jedi i believe i believe it was- only at celebration, uh, right? I think it was only at celebration, so it's one of those ones where you have to sort of watch. Yeah, other people kind of talk about it. So I'm looking at just some some clips of it, and you've got like a baby, like Ahsoka looks like, mm-hmm. or maybe that's Shock T for all we know. I don't know. Uh, but then you do see Ahsoka fighting with Anakin there, and they're doing some some trial against clone troopers or something. Like right, she's, she's fighting against clones. Um. So yeah, it was leaked here. Yeah, it was leaked. Just trying to look at a few images here from it. Yeah, from the creators of Bad Batch. Boom! It's it's Dooku and Qui Gon Jinn, right? Uh, right. And remember, they... this is gonna this is gonna come out after uh, Bad Batch season two. Yeah. Okay. Two stories of fate is is in the description, as they say. Two stories of fate. 
So it's almost like this story of Dooku and it's, I don't know, they're, they're tying the whole, you know, Anakin's, ma okay, Ahsoka's master is Anakin, Anakin's master is Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's master is Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon's master is Dooku. It's like mm -hmm. this is the, the, the line that they're, right. they're kind of following, you know, is I, I feel like it's just all the characters that are in it. It looks like one destiny. Yeah. Two tales, one destiny. And they show Mace Windu's in it. Holy smokes. Yeah, it looks from everything we've seen. It looks sweet. Yeah, looks really cool. So, yeah, but but some of it's going to go back to the early days of Dooku, which is, I think, the most intriguing thing. And then uh, we're going to learn a lot more about um and is it going to tie is Bad Batch going to tie into this? You know, is there going to be something? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's Master Sanube. There's an image of Master Sanube in this and all the other Jedi Masters actually uh talking well, about something. you could easily you could easily show what happens to him and then why he's in mm -hmm. the sort of wow thing that he's in in Kenobi. Right, and it's actually it's, so. It's actually Dooku talking to like Sanube is there, and they're in Jedi robes, and Qui Gon Jinn is next to him. You know, like that's how far like a young Qui Gon Jinn. And then there's some weird, mysterious, dark Sith-like creature. Uh, let me let me go ahead and share this bit of the screen here with you guys, just so you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, here we go. Boom. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So again, as I click through, this is a real, real kind of blurry or whatever, but you get this Sith with like a almost like a bird shaped looking like mask thing. Right. Or whatever. Unless it's Plagueis. I don't know. He's got Well, it could thing. just be it could be a regular mask, but you know how they do the animation where the on like where they all have like this ridiculously long faces and stuff like that. Right. Yep. And there's Seattle. Right. Right there is Seattle. Good God, dude. They are going to tell the that story. Looks like of a, that looks like a younger Yaddle. Yes, it does look like a younger Yaddle. Yeah, because again, next to it is this younger kind of um, right. Count Count Dooku. Well, and if you're doing Tales of the Jedi, in theory, you could do something that ties into the Acolyte. Because I mean, a younger yeah. Yaddle would be alive during the time of the Acolyte. Right. Again, yeah. It. Yeah, these could be one or two episodes where they could do a, a Yaddle episode. I mean, they could do a whole thing on right on, on some of these things. But oh, I think what's interesting is I'm trying to figure out like the gist of the story so two stories of fate and now hold on said, a second why is ahsoka in here when she she herself says she's no jedi i know they actually have a shot over here <laughs> later where she she is um leaving the order or whatever watch i'm gonna right. get in trouble for having this up here on the screen i better click it off here sorry about that you know what well, i might have to cover it up in post you know what i mean right so jay's account but anyway just some interesting stuff. I, I, I find uh, I, if you guys know more about it or if you have thoughts and theories as to what, what happened to Master Yaddle or how this kind of ties in with Dooku's story. And I feel like that line of masters, you know, you're, you're almost like you're descended from that master. Um, right. Because this all goes back to Dooku. And that's why the Dooku uh, audio dr uh, drama was so good. So as well. good. Uh, with Master and Apprentice as well. Those coming out and telling a little bit of a story there. It's like Dooku was an awesome Jedi. An awesome oh, Jedi and beast. could have been so much more, but really had issue. And they talk a lot about the right. political being too close to senators and and just the, the differences in it. In, in, in all honesty, Dooku should have been Grandmaster of the Council. Yeah. I mean, really, he should have been the one to lead because he is Yoda. Yoda trains him and we're, we're you know, getting into the part where Yoda's getting older. And Yoda, in theory, should have stepped down 
and handed it to and handed it to Dooku. So Dooku should have really been the one oh. to lead the Jedi. That's a great point, Matt. What if? Why? And a great what? And a great, a great what, what if. if? Why? So two questions. Like, yeah, it's a what if and, and then and then a why. Why didn't Yoda step down? Was it pride? <laughs> Was right. it what? What kept him? You know, in that I guess he felt and like, like he was still. And what his... would have happened had Dooku had Dooku taken over? Because then I don't think he would have left and become yeah. you know, Count Dooku. He would have just led the Jedi. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, that book does, or that audio does such a good job of explaining his training and and how uh, how good Yoda was as as a master and stuff like that, and how talented he was, and he needed someone like Yoda. But at the same time, they were unable to sort of see the the strife and the conflict in him. Right. So, and his whole deal was remember in that book, he's saying, "I think the Sith are back," and they're saying, "No." Yeah, I know, I know. Blind, they were blind. I mean, Qui Gon, same thing. I mean, you know, he and Qui Gon again will differ even too in in some of what they should or shouldn't do. And I think this is actually going to explain a lot of that. I think Qui-Gon tries to convince his master not to do something. And there's a little strife between those two. Uh, we know later in the master and apprentice, it's still good because you have, uh, Oh, what's his, uh, Av the other, the other apprentice of Qui-Gon. Oh, or, um, Qui -Gon, uh, Duke is, uh, out Al as Alvaro as, as like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of a drunk. <laughs> He's kind of like a Jedi, right. a drunk Jedi. Um, He's, he's pretty funny. But yeah, he was also an apprentice to Dooku. And they both um, share, you know, that, I guess. Yeah, Avaros. Avaros. Yeah, real Avaros, yeah. Real Avaros, yeah. yeah. He's Very still alive, isn't he? He's just out yeah, there. Yeah, what happened to him? Is he going to show up in Tales of the Jedi? Like, that was kind of a cool character, you know? I felt yeah. he was alive right at the end of it. I think he was. So. Yeah, he's just out. He, well, he could be dead now. Well, I guess depending on you know, when we're saying now is. Oh, yeah, but, sure, yeah. Uh, right yeah, um, at the end of that. Yeah, I don't. I yeah, because he's. Yeah, he request. Yeah, he asked for Qui Gon's help, you know, and Obi Wan, which is that, you know, mm -hmm. that that master that that young master, that master apprentice. and apprentice book, and so that's sort of his thing. So he'd probably be during, you know, the originals. He'd probably he'd probably be in his sixties. Yeah. So in theory, he could show up in Mandalorian, but he, I definitely don't think he'd be alive by the time the sequels. He'd be like over a hundred. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But he could show up in Mandalorian. You never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even just in more this Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, okay, let me save an image here real quick, and then I'm going to show you guys uh, one more thing. We have one more kind of topic coming up. Here, actually, we have a couple more. What am I talking about? Jeez, cow! Mm -hmm. I scroll down here. Okay, so next up we have Mandalorian season three connections to Bad Batch. This is a uh, kind of a leak, I guess. I don't know. It's not. It's not a huge. I don't think it's it's that big of a deal. So if you want to listen, it's speculation as as well. Mm -hmm. Just a, the connection between the two projects. We've already speculated that Omega may show up. We thought Book of Boba Fett. We thought with Boba, maybe that's a possibility. Uh, Mandalorian, we're thinking, okay, there's a possibility there. Uh, it, it's the rumor is, and take this with a grain of salt, that in Din Djarin, because he already has an in one starfighter, he already has his his Nubian yeah. uh, fighter, right? Which is sick. It was really cool to see that. But some people are saying he is going to come across, like he'll be with Grogu, and in season three, he is going to come across their ship. So he's actually going to come across the Marauder, so the Havoc Marauder, which is the Bad Batch ship. And it's sort of like abandoned, and it's 
you know, not necessarily in the best shape, but Omega's room is intact. And the rumor is that maybe Grogu will go in and check out Omega's room. Remember how she has that little space that they, they make yes. ship or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. Cause I really thought we were sold on the, on the fighter. I thought, okay, he's, he's got this, sh this ship and we're, we're kind of good, but they're saying he's going to come across this ship. I got it up here on the screen now. Oh, and that's um, going to be his new one. Yeah, that might be like his like he it might be old and kind of run down, beaten up. But this is the ship that the Bad Batch uses, and you know uh, that they're going to come across it, and he might repurpose it or something. I don't. know. I'd be fine with. I'd be fine with that. I mean, if he if he still ends up being sort of like a bounty hunter, right? Then this is cooler bounty. Needs, you need you need space to. Yeah, he can't uh, really do it. I mean, I love the Starfighter. Maybe he keeps right. both. I don't know. Can he? Is there? Oh, could he? Can he get? Can he get something big enough to dock the other one? You, yeah, that'd be kind of cool, right? Because you know how like the ghost has its own little like it's not necessarily doesn't have a you know kick it off hyperspeed, but it's it's got like a, its own little ship, you know, that goes down to planet or whatever. So that'd be cool. Maybe look a little shuttle, or maybe it's attached in in some way. But this is cool. It does fit the style, and it would be a neat connection for them to say, you know what, he needed to upgrade his ship again. That's what you do in video games. You upgrade your equipment, your gear, your ship, all that stuff. It would feel very star wars like and then you would get this connection now whether omega is in there or not the the rumor on leak didn't say and again this is all i think based upon concept art that they saw for the show and they just said hey it looks like this ship you mm -hmm. know what i mean so then yeah are saying, okay just, yeah yeah it could also be a totally different ship but they're saying wow it kind of looks like the the um the marauder the havoc marauder so is that saying that that you know the bad batch abandoned this or or what the planet we find it on might be significant to some of what's happening in the bad batch maybe we see that they ditch it on some planet in the in season two and then you know it, it shows up in the mandalorian which would be cool for fans just a little tiny thing uh i like the idea of the bad batch being referenced you know in that show and we're all still speculating as to who picked up grogu you know who helped out uh was he at that cloning facility because Omega is there. We think she might be going to figure out what's happening on, on Mount Tantis. Highly connected to that. And that that Mount Tantis program is connected to Grogu. I, I just believe it. It's all about the cloning. It's all about the the clones themselves. So Grogu is tied into Bad Batch in, in some way. I just feel it. Because they have the patch. They've got the Dr. Pershing patch there. And in, in both shows, you see this medical group, this team of scientists that are working on cloning technology, which is awesome. That's why I said, you know, earlier in the show, I talked about Andor is focused on Death Star secret project. You know, Acolyte will bring in your kind of force stuff with the Sith or whatever. Tales of the Jedi is just telling, you know, tie, tie together kind of tales or whatever. But the Bad Batch is specifically, it's the clones. It's Omega. It's filling in sort of those gaps. And then Grogu is connected to that. So, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of a cool little connection there for you guys and and we'll kind of have to wait and wait and see but i'd be cool with him getting a ship like this and no, i'd even i'd even be cool if we saw omega i think like uh, at some point they're gonna do it you know yes yeah i do i do think he will ultimately get a different ship unless we're just sort of done with the because he can be a mandalorian without being a bounty hunter unless we get we unless we're we're done really with the idea of him being a bounty hunter which right could be i mean i guess you know could, could be like well that's not even a bounty hunter anymore yeah, he's, exactly. Right. He's he's upgraded. Although he's upgraded. <laughs> and he's he's a crime boss. Right. So th then he wouldn't necessarily need something else if he's just going to be doing that. Yeah.
Yeah, for sure. And and we can talk in uh, maybe at the very end of everything, we'll, we'll talk again more Mandalorian, just speculation, season three and so on. So it's so crazy because it's like the thing we want to talk about. We feel like, OK, normally when we're just doing like Star Wars movies and stuff, you, we'd be talking about like Rise of Skywalker for for six months leading up to it or whatever, because mm-hmm. there was nothing else coming out. And so we're speculating. They've given us so much here in terms of Andor, then Bad Batch, then Tales of the Jedi, then Mandalorian season three. So uh, sometimes we forget we forget it and we we lose focus and not lose focus, but we have to focus on other things that are coming out. That right. Because there's, there's, yeah. there's so much that's coming out. Right. Because it is the most intriguing. I think Mandalorian season three and Ahsoka series, all of that is the uh, to really pushing the timeline forward as best you you can. I know like we say the sequels are there, but there's that 30 year gap and there's just so much story to tell in there that it, it's the most intriguing right now. Um, and with that, I want to switch gears here. So let's dive into another theory. Okay. Man, this is this this again transmission here. The Kree's family Mandalorian theory. So again, friends, you can always write into the show. Uh, Matt and I, we love just sort of talking about your guys' thoughts, your theories. So this is Michael Armstrong who wrote in here, and I, I want to read this to you guys and just get your thoughts. Very interesting, very unique. We had a theory I think last week about the armor and who is the armor. So and in that, we talked a little bit about. Ventress and things so in this totally different uh avenue here and I, and I love it so here we go uh hey Matt Nez first off want to say love the show and enjoy listening uh and and can't wait for you guys to start back up Rebels Rewatch all that Rebels is one of my favorite shows love the ending uh it's just it's just bigger better than than Clone Wars and I love it can't wait for you guys to continue with that and all the exciting Star Wars projects Tales of the Jedi all those good things coming down the line here we go so the theory that Michael is presenting centers around the Kree's family. Uh, much has been made about Corky and how Corky Kree's could be the son of Satine and Obi-Wan. Now, saying that, I'm going to pause right here for a second, and I'm going to share an image with you guys uh, just because I, I I love, you know, kind of the, the speculation that Corky, you know, could be, eh, you know, he, he could be somewhat related to, obi-wan so here we go uh look at that look at the posture there you know so Mm -hmm. you have a lot of these gestures for years people have speculated that he's maybe obi-wan's his father it just there's little things that they do right to to make it uh, a possibility so um now michael doesn't necessarily think that that timeline works out not so sure that um corky would be the son of obi-wan and satine okay uh here we go so I also don't view him as the son of Bo-Katan. Uh, again, the timeline doesn't really work, and I don't believe she would abandon her son. In my mind, Corky Kreez is indeed the son of a third Kreez sister who was born between Satine and Bo-Katan. Uh, she was caught in the middle between the two sisters, but ultimately sided with Satine and felt nonviolence was the way to go. This is why Corky idolizes Satine, uh, the three uh, of the three, she perhaps had the most pride in Mandalore and was perhaps more academic and, and enjoyed the history. Satine's imprisonment and subsequent death is the result of Death Watch's actions. So despite Bo's rescue attempt, the third sister, this middle sister, blames Bo for their sister's death. Uh, she also resents Bo's claim to lead Mandalore with the Darksaber because she, in theory, would have been next in line as the second oldest sister. Bo retains the claim, and Corky 
uh, joins her, but Corky ultimately dies. So this is now total. Uh, we don't know anything about Corky, by the way. Uh, we don't know. I don't think we understand. We know his fate. So again, Michael's kind of speculating here that Corky uh, would maybe die during the time when the Empire comes in and strips Mandalore of Beskar and takes over the planet. Once more, that third middle sister lost a loved one because of Bo, right? And then when Corky leaves to join Bo, the third sister becomes uh, disenchanted with the current state of, of Mandalorians, breaks off to Concordia, and reestablished the way since she is well-read in the histories and feels this is the best way to honor their culture. She then becomes the armorer. So this would explain the armorer's deep disgust for uh, Bo-Katan Bo and why Bo believes she is the last of her line. Uh, Corky has, has died, and she has not heard from this other sister in decades, right? She's wearing the mask, wearing the helmet, and is totally secret, right? Is not taking it off. So Bo wishes to remain the... Um, who wishes to reclaim the title of Mandalore to prove she deserves it and to avenge the death of her nephew and sister. There will be an ultimate duel between the two sisters, one that Din Djarin will have to break up. He must reunite the two in order to reunite Mandalore and rebuild their society. So, yeah, um, Michael kind of goes on to say just that they're, it may not be perfect, but I've always been fascinated as to Corky's parentage. And Dave Filoni has said that there is a family tree for the Kree's family, and there's a plan for the family. So this could be the way they go. They would need to explain a lot to the casual fans as to why this is a big deal. But for you know, essentially for us who are in deep or in, in thick, like it's an interesting thing to think that there's a third sister um, in this in this family because we just think of Satine and then her sister Bo-Katan. But if there was a, a, you know another sister we didn't know about, that would be. Interesting, but I mean, it, it's tough because Corky, I think, is described. Let me go over, pull up his page. Um, I think he's described as Bo-Katan's uh, uh, offspring. I think I'll go. I'll go check here. But I don't know. Just kind of an interesting thought. Everyone's still speculating as to who the armorer could be, and it, you know, we had the idea of Ventress being brought back again from the dead. And yeah. that that association with Mandalore, I just think the idea of bringing Ventress back from the dead is cool. Is um, cool. Is a cool, great idea from from Andrew. And then now this idea that you have something else going on with this family, because what was so neat about Rebels was when you saw um, Sabine going in there, and you you found you you met more of the different families. You understand the the, the Vizsla family and House Wren and all these different things, and it started to kind of make more sense as to who the Mandalorians were, you know, who, who are they, what happened to them? Um, because in history, they have such a, a great place in legends and there's like the Mandalorian wars. They could fight against the Jedi. There was like all sorts of stuff that happened in the Revan arc with them and stuff. So Mandalorians are super cool. There's lore around them. And this armor is so mysterious. And I feel like with Dave Filoni's involved, he was he was around during the time when they had ideas for Corky, when they had ideas for Obi Wan and Satine and, and, and Bo Katan, and then they used those when he created again. He brought back Maul in that final season of of Clone Wars and the whole you know fight with with Ahsoka on Mandalore. So this is a lot. They're they're headed towards Mandalorian season, um, you know, three with I think we might get a reveal this season as to who the armor is or, or just more information, more clues, maybe more, more hinting, but those two seem like they want, might go at it. And, and it's like, it would be cool to have some sort of history behind the two and as to why they don't like one another or whatever, you know? Um, 
there's just different belief systems. But if it tied back into something like this, it'd be really cool. I actually kind of hope Corky is still alive and forces. Yeah. And LB1. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm just looking at this. Yeah. So it would make sense because remember, Bo Katan herself was once part of Death Watch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. So then, you know, the whole deal is the 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 dark saber and why Bo-Katan's now hell bent on for whatever reason she's handed it by uh Sabine and everyone's all for it. Then she's all hell bent on it, it has to be one in combat. Right. right? In in the in the Mandalorian and then the armor says the same thing. So I think it does make sense. And we don't yeah, we don't know, right? Who this other we don't know who Corky's parent is. No, it just said he calls like it's uh just the he, nephew of Duchess Satine. Exactly. And he calls her so aunt. Like, yeah, there'd have to be there clearly have to be another sister for like everyone to be. Now it's one thing if 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 Corky whatever never met Bo Katan and then she's just hiding it as oh well he's my he's my nephew because it's actually secretly Obi-Wan's kid. But like that's the thing. How would you but I guess like how would you keep that a secret to like everyone else on Mandalore? Well, and so that's the you know, being these strong family ties. That is that was the prevailing sort of like the, this theory is that who is his aunt? He looks like he makes these gestures and stuff that look like Obi-Wan. Right. Um and I kind of secretly hope that it is something that she that hid. It, I, I hope I hope it I hope it is too, but but I, I guess I just don't understand. Yeah. If she were not a public figure, then it, hard, makes a, yeah. then it makes a lot. No, then it makes more sense because then it's like, oh yeah, I could. I just have a sister. Oh yeah, no, no I just mean, it. Yeah, it's hard. Like, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, it's well, a tough a sell. Ruler of Mandalore. Yeah, you can't you can't sell it unless you have a. Now it could still be her kid, and her sister, yeah. or theoretically brother. Um, right. Just in theory, we hope it'd be better if it's a sister because then it works better for the armor. Yeah. But. Um, in theory, like you'd still have to have another sibling, or otherwise it'd be pretty obvious because everyone on Mandalore would know that you have another member of your family. Yeah. Um, right. Exactly. So uh, you'd almost would need somebody else to kind of say, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a sister that we don't know about. I mean, okay, let's take this from two different angles. So if you, if you want to go down the line that he's Obi-Wan's son and it was hidden the way she could have done it. And it gets very difficult as Matt said, super hard because you're like the leader uh powerful house whatever but if there was this right. third sister that you know you kind of just said hey can we agree on like we're gonna say this is your son possibly or whatever and then it's actually the, the other sisters could help her cover this up if they wanted to and the only reason they would is because it involves obi-wan a, a jedi and he he would be cast out of the order etc possibly and it would create attachment and he wouldn't have his seat on the council it would create an interesting cover-up that she would would kind of um, be willing to go through to help someone who she loves. She truly loves him. And in the end, we see that in Clone Wars, such a great little like love story. Uh, but it also could be that he is this third sister because it never says anywhere. I really, as far as I can tell, Bo-Katan is his um, his mother. I'm trying to look and I'm even trying to recall in the, in the episode. It just didn't seem like that was the case they never really mention it here so yeah he was definitely looking into to politics and he seemed to have a really good relationship with his um with his aunt right so as the nephew of duchess satine 
Uh, Kreese Corky shared a close relationship with his aunt, whom he affectionately referred to as Auntie Satine. Uh, upon learning of Almack's betrayal, Corky sought to protect his aunt uh, and, and uh, sovereign from the prime minister. After Death Watch established their control on Mandalore, Corky remained loyal to his aunt, declaring that he uh, could never betray her. So, uh, you know, people looked at this and said, now, hold on a second. What if if Bo-Katan is involved in Death Watch and that's his real mother, then what's the, you know, what's going on there? Did, did she abandon him? Is that, you know, and his aunt took him in or something? Or is he was he just raised by his aunt as some secret? you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi baby, which is making a lot of sense, or is it this third sister? So Michael, I got to say, it's one of the more interesting things that I hasn't been brought up in, in a long time. And I remember when this arc of episodes came out because the headlines were, you know, uh, the news articles were like, Obi-Wan has, has a son confirmed. <laughs> you know, everyone was trying to, to sell us on this and they were looking at all the man, the gestures and the facial features and the hair and the eye color and everything and breaking it down. But uh, I like both thoughts, and I think there's a way forward with both. It's just, it's it needs some explaining, and it would need some more, you know. Right. I was trying. I was trying to pull up something that would even come close to like, to, like counter like this idea, like the idea that like it would be like her pawing it off, saying it's like what's yeah. a real world example. So the only thing I kind of remember was. In the in the United States, and it was like the 2006 or like no, it'd be 2008 election. From yeah, remember Sarah Sarah Palin has like a son with Down syndrome, and everybody there was like all these theories that it was like she was like you know I don't know how old she was when she had it, or whatever. But her daughter like had just turned like 18 and had kids, and everyone was like, oh, well, what if actually right? Like, I Sarah do remember Palin's that. son was actually her daughter, so they're like covering it up. It's like that's obviously like right, yeah obviously yeah. not like true so but, yeah. but again it's like there's you know and she was significant because she was the first female candidate in the united states oh for yeah. vice president so it's like a big yeah. deal it's like a huge deal like you know big I mean, deal yeah huge deal so you know like you would not be able to cover that up even back then like today you'd definitely not be able to do it because there's social media no. and everything but the social media was like getting started then and everything like you just not be able to cover that up because she was right. like the governor of alaska like there were clear there's clearly like yeah, tons in the public of footage and photos. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of that my only thing. I I do love the idea of Corky being Obi Wan's right. son. But then it's at the same hard. time, it sort of it sort of shows that Obi Wan, you know, didn't stay true to the stupid I know. Jedi, Jedi code. That was the thing. I know. Yeah. Um so there there is that and and everything. So it could just be that he really looks up to Obi-Wan, so he sort of models himself after it and sure. learns his mannerisms and, and everything. Right. However, on the idea of the armor, yeah, I think it's sweet if it is Corky's mom. Hopefully, I think it'd be better, obviously, because we don't know. We don't know who his parents are and what relation they are, just mm -hmm. that it's it's his aunt. So it could be they have a brother, or it could be that they have that they have that they have a sister. Right. Right. Um the only kind of thing about it to me, it's, it's way better actually than the idea of it being Rook cast. who I think is where like in theory makes yeah, a lot of more sense. Yeah. Makes the, makes the most sense. And to me, it actually would be way, it would make the armor way cooler if she was a member of, of that house, especially mm -hmm. because Bo-Katan was in death watch. So if yeah. Bo-Katan leaves, maybe her sister joins. And then like, there's this feuding between Bo and Satine. Yep. Right. And so then it's no, it's a whole family thing. It's a whole family thing. Yeah. So I 
Yeah, because it's it's sort of like I remember as Michael, uh, you know, pinned this out. He said, "I'm going to talk about a character that it doesn't even exist necessarily. I'm I'm creating a character essentially that there's room for, and there's she mis- ne- she doesn't necessarily not exist though. I know that's what I'm saying because there is someone has to be the um, mother or or fa- whatever fa- mother father mother right. some some tie in to, to House Kree's. So who is that? If it if it's if it's Bo-Katan, cool. Um, if it's Obi-Wan, cool. But if a lot of those are hard cells and those are hard to kind of, then maybe it's his third uh, individual. I would love to hear folks' comments and thoughts on this. And you guys think it's like a, a good thought, a good theory. Um, I think it's great. Like it definitely raises a lot of interesting questions and would be really cool to to see more uh, of this because Mandalore holds those family names and those uh, those titles up so high and, and you have such, you know, so much to live up to. They're like these royal houses and families. And that just feels uh, just really cool. And as, as Mandalore is destroyed, you would look to those leaders. You would look to those people to kind of rebuild and it would be cool to see right. Corky's still maybe alive. We see, maybe, maybe we see Corky and Mandalorian season three. It actually I, would be sweet to it see. Would be sick. Well, that yeah, it'd be sick. And then you have this sort of in between of, Corky with his potential mom being the armor and believing one way and Bo Catan who believed who once believed that way, but realized yeah, another way is better. Although now she's back to thinking the dark saber needs to be one. Well, so where yes. is Bo Catan at? Right. Well, yeah, she seems torn. So here, here's the thing is that like you could have Bo Catan sort of leaning into like maybe, you know, as Michael put out here, maybe something happened to Corky and was rescued. Maybe that third sister believes that middle sister believes Corky, her son, was, uh, you know, killed or whatever. But Bo-Katan rescued him. And that's this, you know, reveal like, look, all is well. Like we we have him. He went and did something or whatever. And that brings them back together. But they figure out, a, I don't know, like like a way forward where their belief systems can kind of come back together and and unite i i think you do need a united uh mandalore and i think din jaren's gonna be a part of that conversation maybe even boba fett Pitt, who knows he seems that's so far out there but he's the, the proximity of his character to din jaren and then other mandalorians is is there so um yeah it's just an interesting i would love to be a fly on that and that uh you know yeah. writing room where they're talking about these things and and trying to figure out uh where to go with the Mandalorian story. So anyway, all right. Yeah. Leave us your thoughts. Uh, two more quick topics here. Here we go. KOTOR delayed our thoughts. Is it ever coming out? I saw uh, other people were pretty upset about this and star Wars hunters was also delayed. What? Yeah. So there's a lot. So in the video game industry, there's been a 2022, unfortunately has been the year of delays. Like every big game in all honesty, in all honesty has um, been getting delayed. Star Wars, the other one too, Eclipse was like super delayed, but that's because yeah. they went with a developer that. So actually, the the story on that one on uh, what's it, what was it, what was it called again? I just said it. Star Wars Eclipse. Eclipse. Yeah, yeah. So that developer, Quantic Dreams, I think it's who there. It yeah. seems like their whole deal was, hey, we landed a Star Wars project, and they were sort of like hoping to get acquired by um, by some other. some other big things so that way they could do the project and everything um but that game is like they said it's probably not even coming out till 2027 or something so it's like holy wait, smokes like the playstation 5 might not even be you know holy they, might, they, might be, they might be making playstation 6 by, by that point um that's crazy who knows yeah 
So Hunters, uh, I saw was was just delayed until 2023, which I don't know. The more I see of that game, the more it's kind of like a mobile. I don't think it's gonna be. It's not gonna be like super awesome. I guess right. I could say that. Um, Kotor getting delayed, uh, I think is actually a good thing to be honest, just because Aspire, the people who are making who are making this game, I said this when it first um, came out, is I guess I just. I'm I don't know that they are the company that should be making this game in the first place. Like they have they've never they haven't really made they've never made on their own a game to this level to this okay. to this to this magnitude. To I'm not saying I'm not saying they that they can't, but it's yeah. just they're that's just, they're like you look at if you look at the the games they've done it's mostly been like ports so they take games and they sort of you know port it to a to a to a to a different system but if you look at that i mean they've been doing it for a long time and they've done they've done you know great great jobs and everything i mean recently they have been the one taking the star wars games and you know making and putting them out so like they did force unleashed knights of the old republic knights of the old republic 2 um where they took the game and, you know, converted it to get it to run on like Nintendo switch and PlayStation four and, you know, all that stuff, but actually developing games on their own. I don't know. They, they, mm-hmm. the, let's see. They original games, original games developed. They did a game called torn, okay. which was a VR game. I don't, you know, right. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about it. Um, other, uh, I don't, I don't even see anything that they themselves originally did. So yeah, I'm fine if this game takes a little more time because I want it to be really good. Yeah. And normally, normally video game delays are a good thing in all honesty. Okay. Yeah. Good. Like normally, normally when, when a video, like, because when it comes to video games, especially in the state we're in right now, it's like, there's some games that should be delayed. Like cyberpunk 2077 was a big example of this. Uh, it's made by CD Projekt Red, the same people who made the Witcher game. Okay. And when the game came out, it was a mess. It was an oh. abs- it was an it was an absolute mess, buggy as all get out. Um, Nintendo delay has delayed Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild like five times, and then it came out and it was like it's like top five oh. game ever made. So yeah, okay, okay. yeah, it's fine. Take your time developing games. Okay, because we'd much rather have more content. and Everything. It sucks that it's getting delayed, but. I'd so much rather get a game that came out that is in a good state than in a bad state and gets updates and stuff later. Right. Right. No, that makes sense. That's actually good. And I, I kind of feel like that too, even with a lot of the stuff we talk about in terms of um, books, TV shows, movies or whatever. And so it always does seem to take your time, work, work through it, get all the details, right. Because things, things get rushed and that just, I don't know, sometimes, yeah, it, it sucks to have it rushed and it'd be piss poor bad quality like we don't want that and this is a game that's near and dear to a lot of star wars fans so if you bringing that back i mean it for some people it was such a like you know a hurrah like yeah let's go i love that and they were very very pumped to have it back and for even younger uh i feel like younger star wars fans who are just getting into you know matt and i do a lot of these shorts and we have a lot of young fans who kind of come in and they're like man I like what is this right i mean that's what matt and i was they don't know. Uh, they never played it. They didn't grow up with it. So right. remakes like this, I think, are are the port or whatever you want to call it, right. like is is really cool. So right. take your time, yeah. do it justice. Right. Yeah. So here, so it, there was a Bloomberg report uh, like just this week 
that reported that the remake has been delayed indefinitely after Aspire apparently abruptly fired the game's art director and design director. Bloomberg stated that this occurred after um, there was a demo shown to production partners at Sony and Lucasfilm. Aspire studio heads put the project on hold uh, as the demo gameplay wasn't where they wanted it to be, uh, according to people who were in the meeting. The remake may not be released until 2025 instead of its intended 2022 release. Wow. They went so, back to the drawing board. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going back. They're going back to the drawing board. But it does. Apparently, there's uh, some speculation now that it's going to actually be part like it's going to be partly KOTOR 1 and 2 sort of put together. Oh, OK. That's kind of cool, right. actually. Yeah. Right. Well, Which at the, at the same time, it's going to be a I think it's supposed to be it's coming out on PC um and playstation 5 as an exclusive and then it's gonna be a timed console exclusive which is a thing that happens now yeah. where it comes out and you can only get it on say like playstation before it eventually comes to xbox uh, it goes okay, back okay. and forth but right now you can't even buy playstation 5s or xbox series x's you yeah, can't even get them like yeah no you can't even, you can't even get them so what's so who cares you, yeah who cares know? I, who yeah, cares? You can't even, I'm you can't even, about that. You, actually, you can't. You can't even. You can't even play the games right now. Like God, I've been trying to buy a PlayStation Five since since it launched. You can't even find them. No, you can't, dude. I, I I'm honestly at a waiting list on Best Buy, and still every time nothing. Like they bring in like five, and they're gone, and it's just it's a joke. And then people yeah. buy them up, and they're selling them on like Facebook yeah. Marketplace, and it's stupid. Right. And there's a chip shortage and everything. So. Just buy it. Just build it. Just build a gaming PC. Seriously. Oh yeah, I know. Like now, yeah, yeah. Matt has <laughs> like, totally changed my mind in terms of like what I should be building. Get so, a Nintendo. Join join the PC master race, right? Yeah, yeah. Where you have where you have a high end gaming PC and you have a everything comes out of PC now anyway. Like yeah, even yeah. even a lot of the Sony exclusive games, and like all oh, the yeah. Xbox games come out on PC. But right. the big the bit the hard one was sort of PlayStation exclusives. But even some of those like the new Spider the newer Spider Man game. Yeah, uh, Spider-Man, which was on the PlayStation 4, is coming to PC later this week. Why? Because it makes more money and people can actually play it. And so, play. yes, yeah, get a Switch and get a gaming a PC, PC, and that's all you need. Yeah, and maybe that Oculus that you have too. I might have to, you know. Oh, yeah. Oculus! Is, Oculus is kind of fun. I just like the idea of you know Beat Saber action. A little, you know, Matt got me kind of addicted to that when I was out there. So yeah, uh, but okay, cool. You know, so a good thing. I mean, you know, the thing is, if if you saw that and it was complete crap and they didn't right. like it, then hey, absolutely, do not like start right. over give it to somebody else like that's great so all right yeah, i yeah yeah i don't know maybe aspire can knock it out of the park i don't know i just to me it was like of all the studios that especially if it's like sony and it's like hey like we're gonna i guess you wanted a third party developer so that way because it's gonna come on xbox or whatever yeah. whatever whatever the deal is disney has great video game studios yeah. like i guess i don't know why you'd work i don't know yeah well I don't know. We'll see. I mean, hopefully I'm, I'm, I'm still, you know, happy that they'll, they'll, you know, rework it and it's, it's down the line from now. That's okay. We have plenty of other stuff to, to kind of um, look forward to new stuff. Hey, by the way, a new game coming out, what this holiday season, right? I mean, we're going to have the Jedi survivor, right? Fallen. Is that no, no, we didn't. We didn't see any. There was nothing as Jedi, oh. uh, Jedi survivor is like next year. We have, oh, we haven't even seen, well, there's been nothing on it. Wow, I thought it was I for some reason thought it was this um I thought it was this year, but because I was like actually kind of excited. I busted out uh Battlefront the just to kind of get some Star Wars, you know, feels going just because I wanted yeah. to Yeah, yeah. We've only we've only seen the one thing. Yeah, but no, the game, yeah, Jedi Survivor is 2023. Just uh Star Wars Hunters, that sort of right. mobile kind of whatever arena game was supposed to come out later. I'm just this not year. A- yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll probably 
play. But it I'll could be. It could end up being a lot of fun if you get a yeah. group together. But yeah, right now we have no. There's a lot of Star Wars games in development, but none that. Uh, I mean, we Lego Star Wars Skywalker. That's Saga. true. That was great. I mean, yeah. We. What are we talking? I. I still am looking up like clips from people like doing funny yeah. stuff with that. So that that is true. Yeah, Skywalker Saga was great. I. You know, I. I did my my like, hardcore like one month with it, and then I. Right. You know, I'm now on, yeah. now I'm on other stuff, but. Right. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, last one. Let's finish off on something, uh, you know, positive here. John Boyega. Shout out to Finn. Okay. Love Finn. John Boyega out there talking. Uh, I guess he was somewhere and somebody asked him when Kenobi was coming out. This just happened last week. He was at a different project he was working on. And they said, hey, what do you think of the state of Star Wars? You know, what, what do you think about what's going on? People always wanting to ask those characters about Star Wars. He's had some, you know, con- not really controversial. He's had some beef with Star Wars in the past. Matt and I have talked about it. His treatment uh finn's you know treatment in the sequel arc and it's like wow he he came out and he loved kenobi so that's cool and i i what i i want to remind folks uh, when matt and i talk about the sequels we love the characters like i yes. like the planets i like the droids there's like there's so much to like i even like the lightsaber you know, people make fun of the last jedi lightsaber fight i like it i think it's fine i think the phasma fights are cool with uh with with finn I wish they were more. I wish they were force sensitive. I wish they would have done more with it. It's never that we didn't like those characters or the settings or things like that. It's just the the, the connection. And uh, everyone, I think, now acknowledges sort of that. Well, most people that it just there were some fumbles along the way. And so to have him look at the state of Star Wars now and to say, hey, I was a fan growing up. He was a fan of, you know, Ewan and Hayden. He says in an interview, he's like my guy. Right. He's like Anakin was my guy, like loved him growing up and to see him back was really cool. So I just want to throw it out there for kind of a nice way for us to wrap up the episode that it's cool. If you're a star Wars fan, I mean, you know, Matt and I do a lot of critiquing and comparing to other projects and other shows, but if you're just inside star Wars and that's just where you live, which is great. That's a, that's awesome. It's a good show. And it like does bring back the nostalgia and the feels. And so, you know, John, John felt that way. It makes me wonder if he might not be, there was a rumor for a long time that he had his own series and that they were going to do something yeah. with him to kind of make up um, that series. I mean, even like Oscar Isaac was saying, Hey, well, you got your own. I think even Daisy said it too. How's that star Wars series. You're, I don't know if that was a joke or what they were doing, but it sounded like he had a star Wars series that he was going to work with them on. And he has come back and said, he sat down with Kathleen Kennedy and they did talk through some of his grievances and she did listen um, to what he had to say which is huge. That's one of your big characters. That's a, you know, that's the character like, dude, force awakens. What people remember about this new generation of star Wars is John Boyega and Finn popping up this, you know, stormtrooper looking around, running, running into Ray. The fact that he didn't get with Ray at the end still sometimes upsets me. I, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, come on, like what the heck? It's just, it's such a wild, it's just wild. Oh, we're not, not going to go down that path. But I'm just happy to hear that he has good thoughts about Star Wars and that he's feeling good uh, about it. And, you know, I would love for them someday, five years from now, 10 years from now, go back and press the timeline forward and bring bring him back. Do him justice, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm da- I'm down. And I, like, I'm down for all those sequels. Yeah, my I we've said and i know we've we've been highly critical of the of the sequels but our all of our criticisms of the sequels comes entirely on the production like the yeah. writing and the and like the disney side of it i like the, the like our, our biggest criticism my biggest criticism of episode 
uh, seven or eight is like, I didn't like what you did to Luke. We needed yeah. more Ray actually. And then Finn yeah. gets lost. And we're like, yeah. I mean, that's our, that's our, our thing is, is like, I love all the, all the, all the, you know, well, maybe not Rose, but again, it's just yeah. like, because she comes in and then she detracts from the other characters who we were hoping to get more time from. Right. Exactly. That's the, that's the, the, the problem is that you don't give those characters the time, the screen time or the development right. or the plot. It points needed, it, it needed, it really needed four movies, not three. Yeah. They had two, they, they, they did that a lot of story or whatever. I actually, I remember when nine came out, I was like, are they going to do 10 because are they going to just do it at the end to be continued or something? Because it just didn't feel like they could move from losing Snoke to all of a sudden Kylo Ren's the bad right. guy and stuff. So, and then they 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 rushed it and it you, you felt it in the pacing. And again, also nothing because I know John Boyega is a big fan of of JJ. JJ set up an awesome thing. He did his job. Ryan Johnson mm -hmm. technically did his job. Um, and then mm -hmm. JJ came back and said, "Okay, now I have a job to do, which is to finish this thing and make it work." You know, so that's it goes higher than even those guys, and that's what we've been saying. And they've learned and they've sat down and talked, and it's all good. But it. Because we got to move. I mean, I want to move past it. I want actually stories and books and comics to make it better. I want a Luke Skywalker Academy. I, I, I want all those things leading up into this to to kind of make it feel better. I, I, I would even I would even love a Mara Jade and a and a Ben, you know, not a Ben Skywalker, but, you know, a Skywalker son, whatever. I, I, I still want mm -hmm. all those things, which they can do if they want to do it. I mean, it's why it's why when we're doing the quirky thing, I'm always just sitting here going like, there were days where we speculated that Ray might be Obi-Wan's like granddaughter. Those days are gone, unfortunately. Um, but or fortunately, I don't know. So anyway. All right, friends. Well, hey, uh, a lot of different topics. Good stuff. We're going to clip it all up, uh, put it over there on YouTube. If you're if you're listening on the podcast, feel free to uh, subscribe over there on YouTube. Uh, we're having a lot of fun. We're going to be back with a whole batch of different shorts, different uh, scripted videos. And then those watch parties are going to be coming back for Andor. And we're going to be digging into all that stuff. So leave us a comment send us that transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com and friends we will see you guys next time and as always may the force be with you Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 